What up, everybody? Welcome back to Get Off Your Phone. Oh, we're sorry. trying to shoot a show here. Oh, I didn't realize we were beginning. Okay. Take two. Awkward. <laughs> What up? Hey. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Ask TV, the show where we answer your questions that you give us on our Instagram account. We decided from now on we're just taking them on Instagram, on the Insta story specifically of our at TV Instagram account. So make sure that you're following us there. If you're not already, that's where you can come on the show and get your questions answered by us. If you're not following us there, you're missing out on all kinds of gains. I say all <laughs> kinds of gains and I mean it because we pump a lot of content out there that you don't see here on YouTube. You won't see it on our personal Instagram accounts either. So go follow the at TV account and get in the game with us. Um, also, let's not forget to do the extended audio version for the, for the podcast. podcast. So okay. we, if you guys are watching on YouTube, we also have, are on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're all over the podcast, so you can follow, listen to us over there while you're working out, you're walking the dog, you're in the bathroom, you're wherever you really want to listen to podcasts. Taking a number two. And a number two, a deuce. <laughs> we're there, and we would love to have you in your ear while you're taking a deuce. That's awkward. That's awkward. <laughs> that is a little awkward. But sure, if, that's, if you want to do that, go ahead. Hey, I'm not going to judge. If you want to learn while you're on the potty, I say it's a good usage of your time. Great way to multitask. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. okay. So what we do is we do an audio extended version on the podcast where we answer one question oh, that we cute. don't show here on YouTube. Okay. It's a little bit of a way for us to get you over listening over on our podcast to subscribe as well. So make sure you click the subscribe button while you're over there. Find out if you're the lucky one who gets their questions specifically mm -hmm. on the podcast only. All right. I think with all that said, let's jump into it. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to start with some questions that were asked on our Insta story about three weeks ago, and then we'll get to ones that were asked today. All right. First question is going to be from Fabio93. How many sets slash reps are needed to maintain muscle? To maintain muscle. Okay. Um, do you want to answer this one? Uh, I feel like this is kind of one of those misunderstandings that like the process of building muscle is different than the process of maintaining muscle. I feel like it is and it isn't at the same time mm -hmm. because the, the way you're going to maintain your muscle is so similar to the way that you're going to build your muscle. It's just kind of like scaled back a notch, well, right? It doesn't take as much. It's also from a calorie perspective as right. well. So to build muscle, you should be eating a little bit more where you're a little bit over your maintenance level. But when you're in maintenance level where you just want to maintain your muscle, your diet or your calorie count comes down to right, that maintenance level. This is specifically level. about exercise though, sets and reps. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's kind of, if you want to maintain yeah. muscle, it's like follow the same, um, follow the same reps and set schemes that you would to build muscle. But to maintain the muscle that you have, you know, take it back a little notch, right? Like you were saying that you feel like at, at this point in your fitness career that you've been training for so long, right? Yep. That it takes a lot for you to actually gain muscle at this point. Like it's easy for you to maintain because you can just kind of like um, do a workout amount that you're used to and everything. You can do follow standard rep and set schemes and get and maintain your results. But for you to actually go above and beyond that, you need to increase, like remember we were talking about this, yeah. like do higher volume. But that's for me personally, because that's how my body adapts to things. So. Right, but I think that's the difference for everyone. Like you do, you do need more sets and reps to build than you need to maintain. 
right? That's my opinion. I uh, feel I, like maintaining you can get away with a, fewer sets and reps. I'm standing by my answer of it comes down to calories. Like, so training the same. Train the same. Diet different. Train the same way that you trained to build that muscle. And then just drop back your calories a little bit to your maintenance level and that's going to maintain the muscle. But it's not to say you have to stick with that same set and rep scheme that you've been doing because there's so many different training modalities. And that's why it's so important to be on a program because when you're on a program, new things come in. It keeps your, your workouts entertaining. Like, you know, when you're on that journey, you can get bored by doing the exact same things over and over again. And there's so many different training protocols out there that you could be doing to maintain muscle. Like there's there's descending pyramid sets. There's like there's so many different. I mean, the list is just yeah, enormous. I, I, we can't even like talk about all the different set and rep schemes that exist. And that's one thing about our Team Live Lean group is like we designed our Team Live Lean workouts to help people maintain their results ongoingly like right yeah. these are the workouts that we continue to use year after year like going forward and um, living the lean life right so we have programs that will transform you and then we have our team live lean membership to kind of keep you going forever so yeah. but it, it's not always the same set and rep scheme never. it's not it's not like We're there's always one changing. set amount so yeah. that's, what, that's why i'm having a hard time answering yeah, your question because exactly. it's not like there's one golden ticket to do four sets of 10 reps no. because that's just so stereotypical and of what you'll see everywhere and eventually you're going to plateau. So you right. always got to be changing things up, um, but you can maintain muscle doing that, but you're just going to be bored out of your tree. Yeah. So, right. you know, that's why this is like, like a tricky question. because I, I feel always, like there is no good answer to this. But, well, there's no, like, there's no yeah. golden answer to this question. It's just keep, keep lifting weights, keep your calories where they need to be and you're gonna maintain muscle. Mm -hmm. That's the answer. It also kind of depends on like how much muscle, right? Cause like the sets and reps a bodybuilder would have to do to maintain that amount of muscle is different than like just a live leaner, right? Yeah, well, we're kind of like beating this question to death. I say we move on. I just think there's so many factors that could depend yeah. on, but yeah, let's do the next question now. Okay, next question from Horsley Crystal says, I take a pre-workout 10 minutes into the workout. I lose some energy. Am I maybe sensitive to the caffeine? So you take ten. Sensitive? You take you take the pre workout ten minutes into the workout. So typically you would take the pre workout. No, no, no. It's like I take a pre workout, comma, oh. and then ten <laughs> minutes into it, I lose the energy. Yeah. So does that mean she's sensitive to the caffeine, or does, it sounds mm. more like not sensitive? Right? Not necessarily. Like it could just be that you've taken a pre workout for so long, your body has just adapted to that amount of caffeine, so you're not really feeling that burst of energy. So I guess the, if I was talking to you one-on-one, -on -one, I would ask you the question, after you take the pre-workout, like within that first few minutes, do you feel a spike in energy and then all of a sudden 10 minutes, it drops again? Um, or are you like not feeling it at all and then you're losing energy? Yeah, so it may, it may just be like you're not eating enough before your workout, so your calories are diff. Maybe you're eating the wrong types of foods before your workout. So if you're eating high glycemic foods like that are high in sugar, refined process type foods, that's gonna do that blood sugar spike. So you're gonna feel this immediately after you eat it and then it's just gonna come crashing down again as your body is working to kind of remove that blood sugar from the bloodstream. So. Yeah. That is another question I'd ask you is what are you eating before your workout? We have a lot of different posts on our website at liveleantv.com with pre-workout nutrition. We have quick pre-workout nutrition options for like up to an hour before your workout. We also have meals that you can have like two hours before your workout to really optimize your energy while you're in the gym. So there's a lot of different questions I would have to ask you about that question, 
but I don't necessarily think it has anything to do with your sensitivity to caffeine. I think it may have to do with, or have you adapted to that amount of caffeine? Maybe you need a little bit more of the a caffeine. Dose, I possibly. it's yeah, it's hard for us to say, but maybe I would say focus more on your pre-workout nutrition yeah. and what you're eating before the workout because a pre-workout sometimes it can crash your energy, but it's not 10 minutes after you take the pre-workout. It's usually like hours later. Yeah, it's usually within an hour or so or at more than that. Yeah. But um I would also suggest maybe experimenting with the time of day that you're working out cuz that can be an effect for some people sometimes. Sometimes people try to be like an early morning workout person and they're just struggling with it, right? And then you might find that your energy is way better, like stronger and easier to sustain in the evening or even in the afternoon. So maybe that's something you would want to experiment with. Just see how different your energy could be at a different time of day. And then also, like he said, trying different pre-workout meals could yeah. make a big difference for you because typically like in the past, I feel like people always talked about your pre-workout meal being like only carbs and protein Super, yeah, and which, avoiding fat in your yeah. pre-workout. But I think for a lot of people that actually causes this kind of scenario, just like you're saying here is like they go into their workout feeling really great, really high energy because the carbs are a flow in and then and they burn so just like that. Yeah. So maybe adding some fat into your pre-workout uh, meal could really help you with the sustained energy and not having that crash just in the middle of your workout. Go to livelingtv.com right now and you'll see a search bar. Just type pre-workout nutrition or something like that. We have to loads of options there for you. Yeah. Okay. okay. Sarah Kim 93 says, when losing weight, I get dark circles under my eyes. I do sleep nine plus hours. Is there something I'm missing? Hmm. I don't necessarily know if there's any correlation between that and you're saying... She gets you sleep nine sleep. and a half hours. I mean, nine, nine plus hours is quite a bit mm -hmm. sleep. Like sometimes people can overdo it with the amount of sleep that they're getting, but I don't think that necessarily causes dark circles under your eyes. That may just be something your body is reacting to something that you're eating or that you ever, I don't know. This isn't really in my wheelhouse, dark yeah. circles under your eyes. To, it to really, be honest, it's not something I've ever heard of. It's not yeah. common. It's not something we have ever heard of. Yeah. So, um, yeah. We, you stumped us. We don't know. We don't know everything. Dark <laughs> yeah. circles is not part of our, uh, our expertise, shall I say. Yeah. So I would say it's more of something that you may talk to like a naturopathic doctor if if something is happening with your skin or something. That's more in that line as opposed to a fitness question. Yeah. But it could have something to do with cutting calories too severely, I would say. Mm. Maybe. I don't think That's that, a stretch. That, but. Yeah. You can't say this literature says that when mm. you cut your calories, you get dark circles in your eyes. I just know from like past experience when I was like cutting my calories so severely, I'd have like lots of terrible symptoms, stuff like that. You know, okay. like I felt like my skin would get drier and like, you know, I just wasn't getting enough nutrition. I feel like when you feed yourself properly, yeah. your skin looks bright and clear yeah. and you like look like a human being. Yeah, and when you're not point. feeding yourself enough, you look like death, yeah, you know, like that point. could be related to that. So like our question, feel tired. Our question to you is where are your calories at yes. and of those calories that you're eating, what is the foods that you're making up those calories? Like is it crappy food or is it healthy, vibrant food? That Make sure be, you're getting enough vegetables and enough yeah. nutrients to like keep you healthy and bright. All right. Next question from Rosalind Tapper says, does your weight water or otherwise increase during menstruation. Oh, tell us, Brad. Well, let me tell you, when I go through menstruation, <laughs> it's a disaster. I love when you get these girly questions. <laughs> well, I think yeah. this was meant for you. Yeah, so. this is the reason why I'm on this channel, guys. Yeah. Because <laughs> these questions come up and he does not know. Okay, yeah, so... I need more questions on like testosterone. Yeah, and, like, nobody ever asked. Man like, questions. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but yes, okay, so Rosalind, let's talk about this. Yes, um, it is very normal for your weight, especially water weight, to increase during menstruation. Um, it's just, that's just kind of one of the symptoms that comes along with being a woman. When we go through our monthly cycles, you will have fluctuations in your weight. Um, as well as other symptoms that go along with menstruations. You guys know there's cramps, there can be bloating, there can be all kinds of stuff going along during with your period. So um, it's nothing to worry about. It's nothing that is going to affect your weight loss or weight gain in the long run. Um, it's It usually passes within four to five days. So it's the answer is yes, but I would not worry about it. It's completely normal. Thank you for answering that. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so let's go on to the questions from today. Well, we still have one right here. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I missed this one. Okay, okay Little Sunshine Grace says, it's, it's a can you do what I eat in a day YouTube video? So we have oh, done, yeah. we have done yeah. those videos in the past. So if you just go search our channel. Again, like so a lot of these times you guys can get these answers in way more detail in video and blog format. If you just go to our website, liveleantv.com, or just go to our YouTube channel, type in the search bar, um, you can just say TV, what I eat in a day. And mm -hmm. you can find a lot of this stuff. So we could do an updated one. Actually, I've done two of them, you've done I've done at least, two. at least yeah. two of them. But we have actually talked about putting a spin on a what I eat in a day video for one of our upcoming blogs. Oh yeah. Should I tell them about that? Yeah, yeah, like I wanna know if you guys yeah, would wanna see this. So I want to do a what I eat in the day in my perfect world a dream eating day. where calories don't count. So what and I, health doesn't matter. So what I mean by that is if I could eat every meal and every snack of the actual foods that I'm craving and want to eat, what would that look like? So breakfast, snacks, lunch, dinners, eating out at restaurants, like what would that look like for me? And I'll take you guys along for the journey in vlog format. So comment down below if you'd be interested in seeing that. We'll put that together it's for you. It's funny because one of our questions, I think it was like two or three weeks ago, someone asked like, would would we consider doing an opposite of live lean eating for a day? Which like, we've done. Yeah, well, we tried to in Toronto. By the end of the day, we were like, I can't eat another unhealthy meal. <laughs> no, we actually did it, I, I, but I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoyed the first meal, but yeah. not the rest of them. But that's the weird thing about like eating whatever we can eat. Like we really enjoy our diet right now. We like love it, right? So it would be really hard for me to eat foods so different from what we're eating now because I feel like I would enjoy it less and I just like wouldn't, like I couldn't wait to get back to our normal way of eating, but. An experiment that I would like to try is adding in, eating like the way we normally eat, but then just one meal a day, I get to do whatever I want. And oh, I, like a cheat meal And day, I bet yeah. you, I wouldn't probably, I mean, I probably wouldn't be as tight, but I bet you it wouldn't negatively affect me as much as a lot of people might think. Well, because you're but so But that's because I'm so far yeah, into the exactly. journey where my body has, you know, but, but I do think you would see some negative results by the end of the week. Yeah. Well, I, I don't like I think you'd feel it. Oh, I think I would feel it, but yeah. I'm talking physically. Oh, we should do that. So, do you guys want to see that? That'd be interesting. Yeah. Anyway, comment below if those, yeah. cause we're kind of, we're trying to come up with cool ideas for our vlog content that we put out there. So if those would be interested, let us know down below. So yeah, we'd be interested in doing an updated what I eat in a day, but we'd want to do like a little different spin on it instead of like what we typically yeah. eat in a day because we've done that before. Done so it's let us know if you have a creative idea for a new spin on what I eat in a day. LaClaude D on Instagram says, hi, any comments on adding whole psyllium husk to smoothies? So the only comments that I would say to that is, if your goal is to add more fiber to your diet, that would be a decent way to do it. Um, other than that, 
like that's the main benefit I can think of from that. So if you're trying to add more fiber, you need to go potty, and you're having problems going potty, that can help you. Potty, you're such a dad. <laughs> I know, but um, that's what I would I, I would would have liked to hear why you're taking or why you think you should take it, and then yeah. we could maybe go at the question, the answer that way. But if that's your goal, then yeah, sure. Yeah, from what I know about Salim Husk, it, it makes you poop. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's two twos or eyes two two eighteen. If I do daily sixteen eight IF, what should I break my fast with? All right, great question. I love this one. Um, so if you're doing so, IF is intermittent fasting for people that are not aware of it. Sixteen eight means you go sixteen hours of fasting. You're not eating anything, and then you have an eight hour window of when you get all your daily calories in. So if I was to set up your 16-8 in a perfect way, I would have your feeding period, so that eight hours, start immediately after your workout. So typically that would be a workout in the morning, and then we can get all that rush of nutrients back into your depleted body, so it just absorbs it all into the muscle, and makes you feel all good again. Mm -hmm. So probably I would say up 25 to 30% of your daily calories in that first meal. And but what they wanna know is what? Do they break it with, not when? So I have like a good post-workout shake. I actually did a vlog on what I break my fast with and I showed you exactly like the smoothie. Recipe. Yeah, so I think if you just Google that, you'll find that because um, it has a lot of different ingredients in it and I can't remember exactly all the ingredients right now. But also we have another cooking video which is the uh, best breakfast for weight loss which is like my meat and nuts breakfast with eggs. Uh, some ground beef, some vegetables in there, there's nuts in there, and it's really calorie-rich, nutrient-rich foods that are gonna like just satiate you and just refuel you after that fast. Yeah, definitely, those are some great answers. And um, if, if any of you are new to our channel, I just wanna let you know you can use the search here on the channel and, and on, find, sorry, I yeah. don't mean cut, but and liveleantv.com. It may even be easier for you That's guys to go better, yeah. over to our website and there's a little search bar in our website. Type in whatever you're looking for and you'll find, we have like thousands of blog posts and yeah. videos on our website that a lot of people don't know about. So if you want to get more in-depth answers there, um, because we can only answer questions like, you know, give like a minute to two minute answers. Yeah, exactly. And the reason you'd want to do it that way is because you can actually see like photographs and videos and recipes and just way more detail than we could ever give you with this like 30 Q second Q&A show, yeah. yeah. Because so. these videos are like eight to 10 minutes long and here we can answer your questions. Just quickly. And yeah, we can't dedicate that much time to questions. So. Definitely anything you're wondering about, we've probably done a blog post <laughs> on it. So use our website as your like ultimate resource. Ultimate, re I love that. And anytime you're wondering something Thing about living lean it's probably already there for you yeah and it's funny because we actually had a question from somebody that says has there been a question that you guys have not already covered in one of your videos before <laughs> we're not gonna answer really it because it's, so. it's not good but we think we pretty much have covered everything because we have over a thousand videos and blog posts and everything um, just like you said the ultimate resource is at livelingtv.com to take our answers from this Q&A show even deeper and get even more details. Absolutely, and all of our videos and blog posts have been inspired by people like you asking yeah, exactly, us questions. Exactly. So that's where the content comes so from. So thank you to everyone of you yeah, guys for absolutely. asking questions. Yeah, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing if it wasn't for your cues. All right, so let's go with um, Alondra Lopez Photography. Any good books you are currently reading? All right, so if you're looking for like health and nutrition books, I'm not currently reading any of those books because um, I'm more focused now on my personal growth and I got you know fitness business. nutrition on lockdown. I'm learning more for growing my business. 
also growing more as a person, so self-development stuff. Um, so one of the books I'm reading is on like just business marketing, internet marketing right now, which is probably not what you would be looking for. Um, I'm also reading a book from Aubrey Marcus, which he's the uh, CEO and founder of Onnit, and his is more of a holistic approach, not only it does have health and fitness in there, but it's also from just a self-development standpoint. That's a pretty dope book. Um, but yeah, on it, dope. <laughs> but it's funny. It's so funny. I was looking on my phone in my notes app because I used to keep track of every single book that I ever read in my notes mm. app. But I think when I switched over to a new phone, it's oh, not on there. Mm. But yeah, I've read. I know. I was just looking in our closet today, guys. Our top shelf in our closet has like our library of books. And I was like, just thinking how many books that is. I know we've gotten rid of a That's lot. That's what I'm, I was yeah, about to say because, babe, we've moved so much. I know. <laughs> and the other big thing is we... The, I, I used to have a library card that I would abuse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I was, and so if you guys are wondering, like, like if you're asking yourself, am I reading enough? Like, guys, when I was on my journey to discover what it is that I wanted to do with my life, and I was lost, I was like, I know I have more to give than being working in the marketing corporate world. Books opened up my eyes to what's the possibility. So I'd highly recommend you guys, like, dig deep into books and books can really change your mindset and get you out of a funk. Like I was just thinking of the the last book I read recently. I actually got it from the library. That's why like I had to think about it for a bit, but it was called Drop the Ball. And it was kind of about like the overwhelm you feel as a mother and a wife and like dealing with that, like how to um, share the roles of household and parenting with your husband in, in the right way and everything. So that I feel like it really relieved a lot of stress for me because I was kind of in that funk of being like, you know, like thinking like I was doing a lot and like the roles were not equal and stuff. And it really helped me realize that we both are like floating this boat together and mm. it helped me so much. And then another one I've really enjoyed in the past was called Release Your Breaks. And this was about like getting out of your own way, which I feel like it was a big thing for me, especially even in Living Lean. And I feel like that was kind of the turning point of when my results changed for the better is when I like got out of my own way and stopped overanalyzing everything and just, you know, not to be corny, but like released my brakes. Yeah. Like, so those are some books I'd recommend for you if you feel like that's the struggle you're going through. But but I, yeah. I also, I recognize the name from the question, um, Alondra. She actually tweeted at me with an image of both of my books that I wrote. So yeah. she had a, a cool little photo of both my books on a table with some coffee and a notepad. And so my Awaken the Abs Within book and my Think and Live Lean book. And she was taking notes because that there's always actionable steps at the end of each chapter. So big thank you to you, not just for getting the book and reading the book, but actually applying the teachings in the book with those action steps that are at the end of each chapter. Yeah. So so we know which books you're reading. Yes, but that's Anybody awesome. else, leave in the comments below what books you guys are reading because we'd love to hear like I, even what genre of books you're interested I, in. I would love you guys' tips. I know one area that I've started to open up about a little bit more with, with my struggles is my anxiety. And um, if you guys have read any good books on dealing with anxiety... Maybe I would love to, that's something I'd be interested in, so put it down in the comments below. What do you know about nutrition for adrenal fatigue in women? Okay, I feel like adrenal fatigue is usually related to overuse of stimulants, like caffeine. A lot of times, yeah. If you're drinking like way too much coffee, this could cause adrenal fatigue. Um, just what ca else? caffeine in general. It's yeah. kind of like just adrenal fatigue is caused when you just overdo it. Like you yeah, got the, you got the, floor, the pedal to the metal for so long, 
and you're trying to overcompensate on continuing to keep that pedal down by just putting in more caffeine and more, you know, um, energy into your, like fake energy really, into your body. And your, your cortisol levels, so that's your stress hormone in your body, are just all over the place and it's just doing damage to your body. So um, Specifically about nutrition for adrenal fatigue. It would just have to be like cut back on caffeine. If yeah, and make sure that your um, diet is really balanced. I would balance out your macros and make sure you're eating good sources of protein, carbs, and fats like equally so that you're not, and also that you're not in a severe calorie deficit as well because I think that could mm, kind of stress your adrenals as well. So even if you are trying to lose weight right now, like just take a little break from it. Get yourself healthy again, get back to like a place of normalization and then start working on a slower deficit or a smaller deficit instead of like, like you said, pedal to the metal all the time, like overworking yourself and, and extreme dieting. Yeah. And then I think the last thing I would just say is you mentioned adrenal fatigue. So are you saying that you think you have adrenal fatigue or have you actually talked to a specialist who's run blood lab, blood tests to get lab results? that have shown that you have adrenal fatigue. You know, it's one thing to say you have something, it's another thing to actually take action to figure it out from an actual professional. So I would say if you have the thought that maybe you do have adrenal fatigue, talk to like a naturopathic doctor to run some labs on you and then they can give you a much more um, specialized action plan to help you, you know, get better. Yeah, that's a good point. I think a lot of times we like jump to conclusions thinking like, oh, I have this or self-diagnosing yeah, when you don't know for sure. So yeah, definitely get that checked out because that is not fun to deal with. Mm -hmm. All right. So this one is specifically for you. Lisa Carlton wants to know, are you finding the CBD oil effective? Ah, okay. Well, actually, it's a good question based on what I just talked about um, <laughs> yeah. in one of the previous questions. So yeah, if you guys saw my my post on Instagram, I think I posted a few weeks ago, just getting more vulnerable with you guys, which is what I do, and sharing some of the struggles that I'm going through, and I opened up about my struggles with anxiety. And um, so one of the things that I've read about helping with anxiety is CBD oil. So I said in my little Instagram caption, my next step, try CBD oil. So it's been about two weeks now. Um, so I've actually tried... I've tried two different brands of CBD oil, so I'm like trying to explore with many different ones because I know it's such a hot industry right now that when an industry gets too hot too quickly because it's been picked up with press and everything, you know, you got those slime ball marketers coming in just putting in like lower quality products trying to just capitalize on all the hype. So I, I don't, so that's why I'm testing. I'm just testing this one, I'm testing this one, I'm testing this one, but I will come out with uh, a video on what I find has worked best for me. Um, so like I said, I've tried two so far. I found one has been better than the other, but yeah. I'm not gonna really put, put my name behind one of these brands yet until I've tried a little bit more. But my thoughts are, I'm hopeful. Yeah, the I'm dosing, hopeful. the dosaging is a bit like unclear, isn't it? Like the different brands have different recommended dosages and it's like, yeah. how do you know how much you're supposed so to? So I've reached out to my naturopathic doctor who I trust and I just said, you know, what's A, what's your thoughts on CBD oil and B, what's the proper dosage? And for a person like you, like you have to account for your size and everything. And do you recommend any brands? So she gave me some to try and gave me some dosages. And I know for me personally, like I need to overdose on a lot of supplements in order to actually see results. I'm a non-responder in a lot of ways to supplements, so I need to like overdose based 
than what the package says. Some people are extremely sensitive to stuff and others are like not yeah. sensitive. Yeah, I'm a super doser. Like, yeah, so, but in, in general you would say yes, right? Like you've noticed some positive results, I've, right? But I've noticed more results from one brand versus another brand. So that's why I'm still testing. And before I come out with like, this is the one that's worked best for me, you know, I'll do a recap in a video, in an upcoming video. Yeah, and testing and applying and living things is like really what we're always encouraging you guys to do. Like we can tell you that this is the best diet or this is the best way to work out, but until you actually apply it to your life, see the real results and then share the result, like you're not gonna know what's right or not right for you unless you really, really apply it. So that's why we're so passionate about like, you know, um, only sharing workout programs that we've personally done ourselves yeah. and only sharing nutrition guides that, that we've we personally do ourselves, done ourselves. That we put yeah. our clients through that right. they've got results. Right. Yeah. So you can bet anything that you buy from us, any of our programs, like this is the results yeah. right in front of you. Like we're sharing it with you because it worked for us. From Natiz 2723, if you could only do three exercises for overall fat loss, which ones would they be and why? All right, so this is a fun little question. I'm assuming this is just to be a fun question, not like you really only want three exercises that <laughs> yeah. you'll ever do again, because I would not recommend anybody stick with three only exercises three. for the rest of your life. When there are like millions. Yeah. But the best exercises, mm -hmm. guys from a, from a grand scheme of things to, is it to lose weight? Yeah, for fat loss. Okay, so overall fat loss is multi-joint compound movement. So what I mean by that is, so multi-joint means that more than one joint is in the movement of the exercise. So think my elbow joint, my shoulder joint, you know, my knee joint, those sort of things. So these are the big three, which most people call in the uh, fitness world, you got your deadlifts. So as you think about it, you're lifting a weight off the ground, you're picking it up. There's a lot of different movements, a lot of different muscle groups that are- And it are, uses your biggest muscle group. And the biggest muscle groups, yeah. which in turn burns more calories. So that's the important thing. When you use bigger muscle groups, when you use more of those bigger muscle groups in movements, it burns more total calories. Right. So the deadlift would be one, the next one would be the squat, and then the next one is, I would say it's kind of like a toss up between- or your bench press. Uh, I was gonna say a, pre yeah. a pressing motion, either a bench or uh, overhead press. over or shoulder press. Yeah. But then you also have you know your burpees in there and the, these these body weight exercises that really rev up your heart rate. But from I think from a total calorie burn, you got to have some resistance in there. So I would stick with those big three. I know, right? This is kind of like this question could go either way because I like my mind immediately jumps to like burpees, high knees, and like squat jumps. But, but it's but like... That's not building muscle. Like that's, right, that's right. not ultimately going to set you up for long-term success because you know having lean muscle is what's gonna increase your metabolism, which is gonna burn more calories while you sleep. And that's why it's so important to maintain lean muscle because it just helps you burn more calories throughout the day. Yeah. So those exercises that you're talking about are good to get your heart rate up, to get you swaying, to get you feeling good and get those happy hormones going. Right, but totally. if you don't have that layer, foundation, foundation yeah. of strength in yeah. muscle, Exactly. Then it's not going to work as well. Yeah, I like that answer because I feel like most people's mind here would go to cardio, yeah. right? Because that's what everyone thinks is for fat loss, cardio, cardio, cardio. But it's like when you it's really take a step top. back and look at it, it's like you need your body to be strong in order to get like lean. That. And, you know, we're not just talking about weight loss here. And you specifically said fat loss, which is different from weight loss. Which is good. Because if I, if, you know how like um, when wrestlers are going in or boxers are yep. going into competition, they just want to like sweat out as much weight as Drop possible weight. for when they go on the scale. It's like, that's not what living lean is about. Like I'm we're not testing you, your- I'm impressed you know. that you know that. It's yeah, kinda, I, I used to see guys oh, like- That's kind of sexy. Wearing the sweat 
wetsuit like on the bike and then jumping in the sauna and then back on the bike and back in the sauna like just to drop water weight like you don't want to just drop weight guys you want to drop fat which requires building lean muscle so i like your answer even better of like the compound main lifts like deadlift squats presses well i appreciate that you like my answer yeah and that's why i married you boo oh is it because my intelligence <laughs> because you're so smart you're <laughs> handsome all right how many more questions do we have um just two more okay okay so sprinty 81 says jess can you give us details of your postpartum diet and fitness story you recovered so quickly Awesome. Okay. I did. I did recover really quickly. Two times. Yeah. From both, both, both pregnancies. I feel like I had a, a really pretty easy recovery. Because? Uh, luckily, no complications. But yeah, I think it's mainly because I didn't do any drastic, crazy things with my diet or fitness. I was really meticulous. I'm going to say something different. About what? I thought you were going to take that a different approach. Oh. Because you went into it already but that's what i'm saying is i didn't do anything crazy because i was already living you just lean. didn't get to it yet and then yeah but that's what i meant is like okay. i was already living lean like going doing what we into do, it and through it also like i stayed i continued my live lean lifestyle behaviors before during and after pregnancy and i just feel like that was so key to having a good recovery because my body always stayed strong healthy and fit throughout that change you know there was you, never really i didn't like let myself go during pregnancy because that's what makes it hard to get back so do you think some women go into pregnancies thinking that this is my time just to let loose let loose yeah, because i'm I growing do. a baby inside i and, do yeah yeah i do and i know you know to every pregnant woman i mean to each their own way like obviously you're a mom you have your maternal instincts a lot of women don't feel comfortable exercising during pregnancy and that's okay if you want to make that choice for yourself but um, in my opinion and for me personally like exercising during pregnancy was very healthy and it felt really good to me And it felt like the right thing to do mm-hmm. and I do encourage other women to stay fit during pregnancy But I also understand if you make the choice it, not to it's amazing how many women come up to Jessica at the gym and like the last few weeks before when I was you're nice giving and birth right. yeah. and then now like a few, oh, they pay no, attention. Like, no, no, I'm saying like they were like Man, like looking at you from the back, you don't even look pregnant. And then you turn around and you see the belly. But now, when you've given birth and you're two two months into well, like if they afterwards, me, they're like, what? it looks like you didn't even have a baby. Yeah. But I feel like people who never saw me while I was pregnant, they look at me. I'm just like a normal person now. But like while I was pregnant, I got all those comments like, oh, you're doing yeah. so good. So big ups to you on that. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, so I would say like my diet and fitness story is basically my diet stayed consistent. I kept eating nutritious, healthy, whole foods every single day. With, um, I stuck to my kind of like calorie range. But you had some cravings had that some you indulged in. Oh yeah, in. I did have some cravings. Do you guys want to know what were Cody's favorite things? Cinnamon rolls? Like I'm talking like real yeah just dirty cinnamon rolls <laughs> dirty cinnamon. <laughs> not literally dirty but. <laughs> no but you know, or maybe I mean, you're like, like that i don't know actual like made with flour knock it on the floor and yeah. then we... <laughs> <Dirty>. <laughs> rub it in the dirt i like it dirty yeah. and then also sandwiches like i really had a thing for sandwiches and like with mayonnaise because i personally do not like mayonnaise but for some reason cody did and so with kyle I sandwiches and mayonnaise and with kyle you had a huge like dairy fetish yeah i did i wanted like yogurt and milk and cheese with her and then also lemonade that was a weird yeah. one with her i wanted lemonade like almost every day and caesar salad remember yeah, that yeah i do remember weird that. cravings yeah. you guys and every kid is different but so yes like even though i did indulge myself with those cravings the majority of my diet that's, stayed normal that's that's the 
the the like the bottom line right so there. That's the bottom line. It's like you can still have that food while you're pregnant, but the majority of your food should just be similar to what you normally eat, but just a little more calories because you're growing something inside of right. you. Right. So just a little bit more calories, though. I'm talking like one extra snack not, every day. Not like, like ah, I'm pregnant, so it's just this <laughs> is <laughs> the time in my life I can just <laughs> yeah. let go because people don't rebound that quickly <laughs> after that. I did have a couple of donuts. What do I know? I'm just a man. Anyway, and then also <laughs> for my fitness story, I reduced all the sizes of the weights I was lifting. So like if I would normally do an exercise with... 25 pound dumbbells, I'd take it down to 12 or 15, you know what I mean? So I'd like almost half every weight that I was lifting. So I wasn't lifting super, super heavy, but also not super, super light either. And I didn't stop lifting. I still like, you know, continued to visit the gym and, and do my, all what I like to do, you know, but just kind of taking down a notch. So that's the story. All right. So all right. last question. Okay. That was a test and you failed. Oh, what? Remember what I said in the beginning? What? Let's make sure we leave one question for the... All right. Oh! So we're going to cut it off right there on YouTube anyway. Um, if you guys want to listen to this last question, this is a little like incentive to get you guys over. Start listening to us on your podcast, on Spotify, on iTunes. Click that subscribe button while you're over there <laughs> and you can listen to us while you're on the potty. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with that said, guys, on YouTube, thank, thank you, you for watching and keep... Living Lane. If you're listening on the podcast, keep listening because we're going to answer the last question right now. All right. Podcast. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the Live Lane journey with us. I guess we don't have to look at the camera anymore. So let's just make eye contact let's with you this. and get really intimate with our listeners right now. Okay. So the last question, the audio only question is from Sama Sore says, after a period of calorie deficit to lose weight in the last few pounds of fat, how should you adjust back to gaining muscle? So this is a great question. Mm -hmm. So you've lost weight. Now you want to put on actual lean muscle. Mm -hmm. How do you adjust your calories? You're like looking at me like <laughs> we're at a club. What up? Well, I just like you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about reverse dieting because that is basically the answer in a nutshell is you want to go, so you're, let's just use some numbers to make this easier. Let's say that your calorie deficit was 1,800. And that Whoa, was... your calorie deficit was 1,800? Yeah. So your maintenance is 2,000 and your deficit was 1,800, something like that. No, the calorie deficit would be 200 then, not right. 1,800. Oh, no, I'm saying your deficit level was 1,800. Okay. Well, your you deficit said, is 200. Yeah, but you said your calorie deficit is 1,800. Oh, sorry. That, that would have been like, people would be like, wow, I'm doing Whoa. this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so I meant like your deficit level is Number, 1,800. calorie yeah, count, intake. Which is your daily intake yes. is set at 1,800, 1800 and your maintenance is 2,000. So that means you've been eating 200 fewer calories than your maintenance level yep. for a while. And so let's just say that effectively helped you lose that last couple of few pounds. Um, so a couple of few, that was a weird, hmm. I'm with you. <laughs> I was like, should we start this question over? No, this you're good. No, this is real. Like okay. let's, <laughs> we keep it real here on the podcast. Keep it going. Okay, I just feel like it's getting confusing for our no, listeners. No, it's not. It's good. Okay. All right. So in this scenario, instead of going immediately into a surplus of 2,200, so level 2,200, not a surplus of 2,200, yeah. but a surplus at level 200, 2,200, Instead of jumping from 18 to 22, you might go 18 back to 2,000 for a while and then up to 22. Exactly. So that's what reverse dieting is in a nutshell. It's like con slowly controlling your increase instead of just jumping, jumping. your increase. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say. Like, let me just kind of summarize this. So 
if you typically like a calorie deficit for fat loss would be up to 500 calories a day. And then you want to build muscle, which typically would be a surplus of 500 calories a day over and above your maintenance calories. Some people may jump from that 500 calorie deficit into that 500 calorie surplus, which is an extra thousand calories mm -hmm. that your body is not used to. And they just do that right away. That's, your body's just not ready for that mm -hmm. substantial jump rate yet. So that's when calorie, um, the reverse dieting comes into play. Mm -hmm. Smaller increments to build you up to that 500 surplus, not on day one. Absolutely, because your body only needs or can utilize so much nutrition at a time, yeah. right? So if you're overeating a thousand calories in a day, your body just like, what, I can't use mm -hmm. this all right now. So it goes to stored fat instead of going to where you want it, which is muscle. And I think we really need to emphasize the point here that in order to build lean muscle, instead of storing body fat, you also need to work out at the yeah, same time that you're doing this surplus. It's really important. Instead of just thinking, oh, I just eat more and just sit around and I'll gain muscle. That's really not the way it works. Yeah. You and, need to eat more and work out. And the foods that you are eating more of need to be higher quality foods right. that fit the macro. So it's not just right. an extra 500 calories of sugar. It should be 500 calories of protein, healthy fats, some fiber in there, some carbohydrates as well. Yeah. You know, good quality foods. And that's going to help you get back into that muscle building phase as opposed to that fat loss phase that you're in. Yeah, it's really essential that you do this in the right way. Otherwise, you're just gonna end up back in the position that you started in with unwanted fat that you then have to go into deficit exactly. to lose again. So you don't wanna do that to yourself. You really have Never to be smart cycle. about this. Yeah, set yourself up with a controlled calorie increase using the right type of foods. Make sure you're on a muscle building program and you're actually giving it your all in the gym and really breaking down that muscle so that you can rebuild it. And that's how you're gonna actually get positive yeah. results instead of just back to where you started. Exactly. So hopefully that answers your question. Mm -hmm. um, I know um, Soma Sorejo, I don't even know if we're pronouncing that right, but you're mm -hmm. very active in our community. So thank you once again for all those questions. And that's it guys. So podcast from, from me to you. Thank you so much for listening. If you're on the potty right now, Head over, to, head over to Twitter. Make sure you wash your hands. Yeah, because like I said, one of the things with the podcast listeners, it's just hard to have that back and forth commentary with each other because there's nowhere on a podcast to leave a comment. Right. So the best way to do is head over to Twitter and uh, hit me up at, at Brad Guthrow and we can personally have a conversation. Let me know, you know, is the podcast working for you? What you like about it? How we can improve? and uh, we'll do what we can. So hit me up at Brad Guthrie on Twitter. And if this question was hella confusing or not. I think it makes sense. <laughs> we, we brought it full circle. You gave your spiel on it, I gave my spiel. Yeah. Mine was a little more concise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I hopefully. I feel like it was all over the place, so hopefully they understood what we are trying to hopefully say. Hopefully it made sense. Okay, guys, okay. thanks for listening. And, and we'll see you next time. Living me. Or we'll talk to you next time. Boy. Boy. <laughs>